Would you pray with me? <clears throat> Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Living with mystery. Now, curiosity is part of human nature. We naturally want to know how things work or why the universe behaves the way it does, which has been a beneficial characteristic for us for many ways. The search for answers to questions like how do birds fly or where do the seasons come from have inspired people to discover new principles of nature and the universe significantly that have altered our way of life. Now thousands of people every day get on airplanes and fly. And we're on the cusp of making space travel accessible to the general public. Making sense of our observations and experiences has often served us very well. But there seems to be limitations to what we can intuitively understand. For example, people have been trying to understand the process that plants use to convert light energy into food or photosynthesis. This has been going on for a long time, but nobody has been able to completely explain it yet. We can't even figure out how our own mind work. Humanity has struggled for ages to understand our mind, how the roughly 100 billion neurons that make up the human brain come together to create consciousness. These are examples of phenomena that are obviously taking place around us and even inside of our heads and our bodies yet we fully can't explain them. Now, of course, just because you can't fully explain them doesn't mean that we assume that they don't happen. I mean, we don't pretend that plants are a figment of our imagination because of our inability to understand photosynthesis. And our struggles with explaining the mind haven't led us to conclude that there's no such thing as consciousness. So likewise, when we experience the mystery of the risen Christ in our lives, it doesn't make sense to ignore that experience just because we can't fully explain it. In our reading today from the Gospel of John, we see a couple of these experiences take place in a very special way. In the evening, on the same day that Mary Magdalene had discovered that Jesus' tomb was empty, Jesus suddenly appeared to the disciples while they were secluded behind locked doors, hiding from the other Jews. Apparently, he was initially met with fear and disbelief, common reactions to such an unexplainable event. His first words were, peace be with you, may have been in response to the astonishment of someone showing up in the middle of their hiding place, not to mention a person who they had just seen die a few days earlier. They also seemed to need to be convinced that it truly was Jesus who was standing in front of them. It was only after he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side that they rejoiced upon, quote, seeing the Lord. Then Jesus announced that he was sending them out into the world with the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he breathed on them, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit of God that guides us, 
speaks to us without words, inspires us to do things sometimes that only make sense days or even years later, and enables us to find a new connection to God. Jesus appeared to them after having died and been resurrected, then filled with the Holy Spirit. This gift of the Holy Spirit is one of those mysteries, a divine mystery that we sense but cannot fully explain. We don't know where it comes from or where it goes, but like the wind, we know that it exists. We can sense it. it's real. I think ignoring the spirit when we encounter it is as unreasonable as pretending that plants don't exist because we can't understand photosynthesis. It's something that is all around us all the time, giving us breath for our souls and food for our spirits. Following the inspiration of the Holy Spirit leads to new paths that may not be easy, but they can be very fulfilling. I believe that is what is the Holy Spirit that opened the doors that guided me here to serve in the First United Methodist Church of Yuma for a season. It was the Holy Spirit that brought my wife, Brooke, and me together to build a new life along with my stepson, Landon. And it was the Holy Spirit that is now sending us into a new ministry setting in Tucson to serve in a new way. Likewise, I think the Holy Spirit is working, working here. It's working through Bishop Carlo and, and through the cabinet to bring you a new ministry leader here to Yuma in Pastor Ephraim. He will express Christ in new and exciting ways. And I know Pastor Raphraeen, I've been speaking with him lately, and he's very excited to come. He will know about doubt, follow the Holy Spirit as he is led to help reveal Christ in this sacred space and in the community around us. Indeed, witnessing the effects of the Spirit around us is inspiring. It's exciting to see the Spirit and where it leads us, and to witness each one of us, and to witness those special moments when the body of Christ come together to call on the Spirit on behalf of another, another brother or sister. Today, we have that opportunity as witnesses of the baptism of Alan, Vera, and Bridget. <coughs> These three children of our church family will take part in an ancient covenant ritual this morning it remind, may remind you of your own baptismal covenant. And as they are baptized, we will call for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives so that they may become faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. And as they continue to grow in their faith, they will become more involved in the life of the church and the leadership of the church, eventually professing their faith and confirmation and going on to serve Christ through their own special calling. This morning we get to witness this special outward sign of an inward grace that declares their acceptance into the body of Christ and acknowledges the salvation that Christ has made available to them as well as each of us here through his crucifixion and resurrection. This is the salvation spoken of by the Apostle Peter in our epistle reading this morning. Through the, through the grace of Christ made visible through this baptism, we are given new birth into a living hope and an inheritance 
that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. We have hope in this promise of salvation, not because we have seen the risen Christ with our own eyes, as the apostles hiding in that room, in that locked room had seen, but because of the faith that we have, which is passed down by those apostles. Yes, they were blessed to have witnessed the risen Christ, but consider how Christ called those blessed who come to believe in him without seeing him. The first disciples were witnesses to the events of that time, events that transpired in three-dimensional time and space. We, however, are witness to events that happen in our own time, through the work of the Spirit act and acting and through our own personal spirit in a different kind of space. We acknowledge the presence of the risen Christ, not because we physically see him, but because the Holy Spirit reveals him. The witness of the first disciple has the witnesses and the first disciples that have been passed down through scripture, through scripture and tradition are now personal experiences and our own personal experiences have validated the presence of the divine in our midst. And it is the Holy Spirit that bridges these elements along with reason and tradition to reveal to us that the Lord has risen. So I invite you today to seriously consider the reality of the presence of Christ in your life. Where is the Holy Spirit working within your life so that you might accept Christ's revelation and salvation? Are there things happening that are pointing you to God that are not quite explainable or understandable? I encourage you to take a moment to sit quietly with the Lord and listen to God's special, special message to you. Watch for the Holy Spirit as we celebrate the gifts of grace and salvation this morning and participate in the baptismal covenant together of three of our children from this church family. Let us be grateful for the movement of the Holy Spirit which leads us towards indescribable and glorious joy as we learn to live in faith with the divine mysteries taking place all around us all the time.